0: Welcome to part one of the Designated Drinker Show's Tropical Holiday Tiki Luau-licious Happy Hour. I am Louise Salas, your host on the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. And with me, as always, is my very talented sugar plum fairy, the mixtress D.C. Gina.
1: Well. I always wanted somebody to be somebody's fairy.
0: I'm into it. <laughs> Will you dance through my, my dreams? I mean, <laughs> I'm a terrible
1: ballerina, but I mean... Girl. okay.
0: Well, as long as you're delivering me cocktails, hey, you be my sugar plum fairy anytime. Ah, there we go.
1: All Let's
0: right. do it. Let's do it. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. You know, we may not have sand between our toes or salt in our hair, but that doesn't mean we can't put a little aloha in our cup. To help with all the planning and the parties, the gift-giving, you know, all the damn stressors of the holidays. You, know, you got a little you got a little nip in your cup to help you through the night, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Um,
1: or just Tuesday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's Tuesdays in December, right? Yes. Um, Five. So um, why don't we uh, follow the wise words of an island classic, um, and the classic is none other than Don Ho. Uh, Don, huh? Yeah, so uh, let's get a little warm all over and put some tiny bubbles in our uh, Melly Kaliki Maka, shall we? I'm retired on
1: this, Gina. That's a oh, lot of cheese. It's too good. It's too good. The face right now, I love. Please introduce.
0: <laughs> so. um... Let's welcome uh, today's guest. Uh, he's going to be uh, helping us out and giving a little liquid holiday gift giving to all our listeners. Um, and it is uh, none other than Owen Thompson, the owner and operator of Archipelago. Did I get that right?
2: You did. You did. did I? Yeah. Wow. is like 10% of my job, I like think. Most of it's janitorial.
1: <laughs> as long as as was as we problem. all need
0: purpose.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so, tell us a little bit about your place
2: here. Uh, so we are DC's uh, one and only tiki bar still. Um, we opened about three years ago, and we're down here uh, on the corner of 12th and U. Uh, and we just sort of like uh, it's me and my two partners uh, Joe Ambrose and Ben Wiley, and we sort of we all worked in various places together, and it yeah. came time to finally do something of our own and open our own bar. And you know, we sort of got the opportunity here, and we took it. Um, nice. But
0: uh, yeah, always go to, go always go into business with your friends.
2: I don't know, but you know, it's worked out so far.
0: Yeah. Well, at least you gotta like them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got Well, you at least know what you're getting.
0: True. That. You know. That's right. They, that's probably right.
2: like the most important part. Like, yeah. You know, we. You can't help but disagree with your business partners, but at least we. Most of our disagreements, we all see coming. I can't do anything about them.
0: But. <laughs> on that note, we're going
1: to cheers. Do a cheers here. To partnerships. <laughs> well, I'm, feeling, I'm really feeling festive. Wow. It's yep. a way to get it started. <laughs> okay, <gonna let> <laughs> so,
0: Hi, My love. Love so many times. So tell me, um, why Tiki?
2: So there's a lot of reasons. Um... One, I think I worked at a lot of different kinds of bars. And certainly for me, uh, Tiki encompasses all the things I like about cocktails, which is that there is a lot of highly involved, meticulous preparation of crazy ingredients and all that stuff, things I got very used to. But at the same time, the people who come in do not have to care about that at all. Because you don't have to care what's in your drink to drink out of a like flaming pineapple and have a good time. <laughs>
0: So, true, true, like, just you to watch your, your eyebrows, right? We worked our way
2: through, like, you know, the stuffy speakeasy, the, you know, the mustaches and the arm garters and all that stuff. And, and if there's anything that could be, like, at the furthest other side from that, it's this.
1: <laughs> well, I some know. of your partners still have some weird facial hair, but
2: okay. Well, we all have weird facial hair. I think that's just a given. Um, but, you know... It's all about the laid-back nature, you know, it was always, I came from a style of bartending that was like jeans and t-shirts and whatever, and then I learned fancy stuff, and all I really wanted to do was get back to like jeans and t-shirts, but <laughs> now we just wear tiki shirts instead.
0: <laughs> but then, but you still have all that
2: crafting that goes in. Oh yeah, when we, yeah we certainly have like the, the background skills to produce. I mean, and tiki drinks, despite their fun and fruity looking nature, are uh, very elaborate creations. And require a lot of uh, extensive prep, and basically, you know, some ingredients that are hard to come by, or like, you know, so we make pretty much everything in the house.
0: Gotcha. I mean, after living in Hawaii, I know that. I mean, there's, there's not a craft. There, there is not a craft. Well, there is a craft scene that's developing, but it, it's definitely not around the tiki drinks. Um, so I think it's a little bit of a. Uh, it, it, it's just not in Hawaii or it, it not anywhere that I know of anyway. So where is it? Where is the birthplace? I mean, we everyone acc- accredits to the islands, but I mean...
2: Uh, they do and they don't. I mean, it actually starts with
0: well, Don the Beachcomber like and
2: Trader Vic, <laughs> you know, these two guys. And they are actually operating out of California. So they're pulled together. You know, people do often associate it with Hawaii or associate it with, like, island culture. And that's because it is... But it's like if you took uh, all the island cultures and threw them literally in a blender and then like threw that back at the wall, like that's what they did. They just took, they stole things from everyone. And in fact, they were actually the ones who brought tiki bars to Hawaii. I believe it. And then it became, you know, it's like it became like a Hawaiian thing and things that people associate with Hawaii. And obviously, you know, anytime you're on an island, tropical drinks go hand in hand. But it was an original sort of American creation. Yes, that's true. Um, yeah, so it was these two guys in like the 30s basically, and they just found a way to, uh, you know, his, his most famous quote was that if you can't get to paradise, we'll bring it to you. Absolutely. And so they built these like giant tiki palaces, and you know, they, they really tried to hide the outside world. So when you walked in, you're like, you felt like you, you weren't in. Sacramento anymore or wherever it was and you're just like oh. Well,
0: well that's really why it seems That's to kind of me. awesome. I didn't it's, know it's that. awesome. Yeah. And that's why it totally makes sense to do like episodes where you know someone might be like but it's you know cold in most places within continental United States. Um, but you know it seems like a really great reason why a g- easy way. It's escapism. Yeah. Like, and you know a lot of stressors during Absolutely. the holidays and what better way than to get you know a little nip. I mean like, there's
2: still like tons of tiki bars and stuff out in California but there's also like some really good ones in Chicago Chicago, so you know, yeah. obviously, like people are looking for that, yeah, you know, escape from the cold weather and the.
0: Well, I just think anytime you have a really well-crafted cocktail too, and something that's a little different, or you know, again, takes you, like you said, it's like a little vacation in a glass. Yeah. So. Exactly. <clears throat> <That's cool. clears throat> so Gina, tell, well, us, tell us how you know Owen. <laughs> should should we do we meet? Should we tell Rick how, James
1: like, and White Van. <laughs> That's real. That, what a, is it now? A white van and Rick James. Oh, Rick James. It was a
2: tape stuck in the tape player, but there, there, was, a lot of, there was a lot of partying <laughs> in the van. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, how old and I, met. I will, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm almost, I'm right. We, um, it's, been, it's been more than 10 years, 10 years.
2: More than that, probably.
1: More than that. I think we got closer, to, I think Owen and I became very cl- close is when we founded the Guild. I think that's when we started spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Owen has been a bartender here in D.C. for a very long time and believe it or not, I didn't know how long bar- Owen has been my bartender from back in the days of Million L's and Jell-O Shots and um, Adams Morgan and then he went to Bourbon and we met him. At, like That's when I, realized I started knowing Owen when he was at Bourbon. And um, like Owen and I didn't like you know geek out over cocktails. We were friends. Yeah. And it was in And it was a little later in our friendship, I would say, that the cocktails became um, prevalent. Things that people don't know about Owen is his dad owned this amazing um, uh, bookstore, and Owen's a giant book nerd, and <laughs> he had access to like this world that was like rediscovering what bartenders were. We all bartended. I mean, bartended. At nice places, shitty places, places that made money, you know, walking around with fistfuls of cash, and, you know, at 21, 22. And, you know, I'm you just know, graduating college, same yeah. as Owen, and you're bartending, and, you know, you're leaving the place with $1,000 at the end of the night.
2: Yeah, I'm still trying to get back to making as much money as I, <laughs> I ever. Uh, why you ever own a bar? I don't know. We,
1: like, really screwed this up somehow, right? Well, I want to find a
2: job that paid less than management
1: Right, no of course bad. Yeah so now they're Welcome to being an owner you're like Oh but you must make A ton of money Because you're an owner Or I clean up the throat In the sink on Saturday night But that's cool
2: Yeah whatever the worst job is That's your job <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: That's right Um <laughs> And One by one These books and things Started appearing in our lives And then like Friend Like We founded the guild Yeah I mean I think people Take Hold for on, granted Hold on Owen also went to law school Th- That's true I went to law school and then came up with all these things like founded the D.C. Craft Bartenders Guild and gave us bylaws <laughs> and then set up laws that now have been passed on to different guilds across the United States. Wow. That was a gift.
0: But yeah. A yeah. Gift. No, gift? That's an yeah, expensive gift. No, that's saying. Yeah. like most guilds or associations can't
1: afford that kind of uh, uh, We had, Yeah, we have some serious bylaws. There was 10 of us that like sat down in a very hot bar in As Morgan and... and Literally wrote it with a dog that smelled like you don't know what, and his name was Meatball. he still alive. And oh, he is, to this day. He's 14 now. Yeah, yeah, two kids later. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, that's how we met each other. Like it's. I think she was talking about Meatballs 14 years.
1: No, I know. No, 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 no. no. I'm yeah. saying Meatball. Meatball was very he young He was then. at our original meetings, and yeah. he was a puppy then. He was, he a, was a puppy. Kind of a stinky around. dog then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Stinky had this toy that looked like like it was put it through a blender, smelled disgusting, and he'd put it on. If he liked you, he didn't leave you alone. So he never left us alone. He never left me alone. He'd put the thing on you. Then we throw it. Then he put it back on you, and Then he'd sit there and he'd look at you. And if you had a sandwich, he definitely wanted half. <laughs> so, I mean, it just, I don't know, I guess I, I, it's so long. It's so convoluted and long and crazy. And, yeah, I
2: mean, I think people take for granted now the, all the information that's out there about cocktails and things like that. We there were like 10 of us sitting in a room and nobody knew anything and there was no way to get any information. So like, for me, it was through my parents' bookstore and like pulling all these old books, you know, before everything was like republished online. And, uh, you know, like reading, I have like two copies of like the 1937 Trader Vic's like manual wow. or whatever. And you know, it's like, uh, like reading that stuff. My, my parents never cared what we did, me and my sister. I was just, Long as you know, we're happy with what we're doing, and they would of course prefer that we be good at it. Good. So you know, if you're gonna like great. be a bus driver, be like a real good bus driver. The it doesn't best matter. Best like, driver you there know. is. Band. So I think like after uh, after going through a lot of different school, uh, one time they gave me uh, an original copy of uh, Jerry Thomas's book, which was like eighteen hundreds, um, one of the first bartender manuals. Wow. He's like, well, you know, if you're just gonna bartend, maybe you should learn something about it. Nice. I was like, oh, all right, sure, I'll read the book. And, you know, 15, then, 17 years later, wherever we are.
1: And then <laughs> share it with your friends and yeah. then make copies of it. And then share it with, you know, you have to realize we started, there was no Cocktail Kingdom. There was Mud Puddle. There, actually, it wasn't. There was Penguin. What are then, these uh, things? Okay, I am going to tell you. There's Penguin. Everyone knows Penguin Publishing, right? Yeah. And then our friend Greg Bohem um, started a, a, a little publishing company called Mud Puddle. Where he took cocktail books and literally made photocopies of them because they were already out of um, copyright. copyright. Yeah. And he just basically photocopied them and slapped a little cover on them and made them available. <laughs> so, you, be, you know, you say, you know, I was, it's there was nothing. Like, there was nothing for, like, for us. There was nothing. And people were sacrificing <laughs> copies of books and they're like, okay so that one jerk out in Oregon writing a blog that was about it yeah yeah <laughs> It's up Morgan Dollar but anyway uh, we're coming for you on this show Morgan Dollar don't you worry anyway so you know it's, it's really you know we talk about forefront we talk about people on the show we talk about trendsetters we're trailblazers we I would say re- resurrected something that the art of it was lost the craft of it was lost is but the work was never lost. Bartending has never been not a lot of work. Yeah. You know, the work has always existed. It's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. So now they brought the craft back to the work and then it shines through. It I becomes something else. I don't think it's they. I
0: think it's you to be honest.
1: Well, No, it's every it's every day. But it's I mean every I mean,
0: you're day. A part of that that scene is my point. Like people yeah. like the two of you, the the way you've 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 done things and that you give back and share that is not that's not a um, that's not a negative that's something that should be applauded because it is you can do it yourself but if you're sharing it and pushing it forward I think that is whatever it may be whether it be bartending or anything else that you do um, I think that's where the positive comes in so thank you guys
1: Yeah. You're well, This is why there's good drinks in Alexandria. Anyway, 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 uh, we're going to start with a little cocktail. Oh, is it cocktail time? It is. It awesome. is. So it's like, it's, it's classic. It's, it's, it's a little classic, but so oh, what Owen does here is he makes incredibly complicated ingredients and it's amazing to me right so i'm like inspired by it in a very easy way for you to take this a different way so this is something you can make it home into a nice little punch you can adapt it we'll give you a recipe but what this is is two ounces of um, the russell reserve rye and then it has one half an ounce of an Italian plum, sugar plum, uh, syrup, right? So we took it, um, macerated it, kept the skins on, let it ferment with a little bit of sugar, bubbled up, then we cooked it with some star anise, and we just mixed it together, added a little bit of Angostura bitters, and then on here, just to be fun, is a pence size of lemon, so it just has a little spritz. Pence size? Yes, a pence size, so, so not quite. So it's it's bigger than a penny. Isn't a pence bigger than a penny? It is. Yes, circumference-wise. It is. Oh, that's
0: delicious.
1: So it's like Christmas in a glass. It is like it is like the holidays in the glass. So you could
0: serve this up by the punch like at a big holiday party or Right, anything, so if yeah? you're going to use
1: the holiday party and we're going to give you the recipe, you're going to do something like this. You're going to add um, a little, you're going to actually add the lemon juice to it this time. And then you'll add some water content because you won't be stirring it because we stirred this drink for like 30 rotations. You and
0: this would be really good just like if I, want, like, I wrap presents. I love to wrap presents. Like this cocktail and, and like just Christmas music. Classic Christmas music, I'm such a geek, I love the holidays, and wrap presents. That's what this feels for
1: me. To come over my house, I hate wrapping the gifts. I love wrapping presents, everyone gives yeah, me and all and their presents. Yeah, I think I pretty presents. much
2: work every Christmas Eve and
1: things like that, you know. I mean, this is my first year home, and uh, Neil and I polished off some uh, Eagle Rare, and that wasn't a good idea, because it's cast, it's cast um, strength. Oh. No. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> and sometimes I forget that I'm a mom of two, and they're going to wake up at the, Crack of dawn. Yes, and I was like, Oh, we have another, and I got really, we got really festive, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> and I festively threw up in our sink the morning of Christmas. Oh, so, no. yeah. Oh. Eventually, my mother-in-law is gonna listen to this. Maybe that's why I didn't talk so much that day. <laughs> my mother is never gonna listen to this, so <laughs> whatever, mom. You know, it is. It's fine. So, what do you think? Designated drinker.
2: Tastes good to me.
1: Is it is a holiday so yeah my 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 homage to you is definitely the syrup in but I have a question so well I have to I have two-parter two-parter here we go I am standing behind the bar stairs at Archipelago here in DC and it's his new um, lair that they added a second it's um, a bar. nice little tiki lair if you could have a lair, a lair that's a tiki
0: it would be here
1: it's beautiful but there is, so, so. Uh, Trader Vicks, you have to realize, right, he, he was a paranoid maniac, right? So, like, like the, the people that ran it, he never gave you the ingredients. He had combined one and two, combined blah, 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 right? I'm coming back here, and this is my favorite. I'm going to read some of these because I find this really awesome and very Tiki-esque. So, you have, like, jungle, <laughs> ship, you have, um, sorry, is that spaces- What are these things? I don't, they're just liquors mixed together. They're comedy, combina- they're bases. <laughs> then we have. What's this apathy? You have apathy. Uh huh. Apathy base. got lots of apathy. You have apathy. You can actually get apathy in the bottle here. Um, <laughs> wait. Hold on. Oh, there's a method. Banana. Oh, it's a banana. B A N A daggery daggery <laughs> daggery with a G. So this is this is good. So everything's these are just- phonetic. So these are mixed bottles. So You can't invent. You, you have phone. You have phone. Mm hmm. Phone as in telephone. And the, ingre- and the they ingredients. they reference names
2: of our various drinks. You know, so, so, uh, are these
1: liquor bases? What is this? Those are liquor
2: bases. So, Tiki, oh,
1: go. go. God. go. Get, we're now you're going to drink it. We're going to drink it and see what happens. And I'm going to see if I get apathy for this whole situation. What is this? We're drinking phone. Yeah. I've never had That's right. P H O N E.
0: Go.
2: It's mostly got some whiskey in it and a few other things, but the basically the the origins of Tiki to your are.
0: point. It's like nobody will tell you what's in it. It's they
2: have <laughs> these large recipes, and one of the things that they like to do was uh, blend a whole bunch of different rums together to achieve a certain result. So rum has one of sort of the most like. Vari- great variety of tastes and flavors, and because it's made on so many different islands.
0: I was use it because it was made on all right. these different islands. So you've islands got so you like have, you, you know,
2: funky Jamaican style, some of the agricole stuff, which is made from fresh pressed sugarcane juice. So it's like this, like grassier. And then you know you have anything from like uh, you know Cuban rums, which are done through a column still, so they're a bit lighter. Uh, and they, in order to get all these to, to play together, and also to create a drink with a spirit that you basically couldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. They're blending them together. So some of three, sometimes four rums in one drink. Woo! And one, yes, they that's were
0: why everyone to act like pirates hysterically afterward. hysterically <laughs>
2: secretive. Um, to the point where like only the head bartender would actually know what was in the rum blends and it would be like two ounces of A, an ounce of B, three ounces of C, and then go. And that's this drink. And it's because they didn't want each other to know the recipes. So Trader Vic and Don were always stealing each other's bartenders in order to try to steal some of the recipes and the secrets. Oh, how
0: interesting. But also
2: it is physically impossible to have that many bottles in front of you to make like a 20-drink tiki menu. You would need, like, a speed rail that had 85 bottles on it. So they. I don't
0: know. I think you just lost the word speed in that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They
2: had to combine different parts, and so that's what they would do. They would break it down into, like, these scenarios, and it was always, you know, there's the rum blends, and then you have, like, you know, your syrups and modifiers, and then you've got all your fresh juices that get added, and so, you know, people will do that, now they just call it, like, batching or whatever, and they do it to, like, speed up service and things like nightclubs and whatnot, but this is, like, a very... Uh, necessary part of the tiki equation.
0: Gotcha. And for me, that's the thing. You
2: know, what so I did? I spent a lot of time bartending in Adams Morgan and as a as a young man and
1: cello shots. So, what?
2: So everything so I that, did was like under the framework of, yeah, this is cool, but if I can't do it fast, it's pointless.
0: Gotcha. So if ever, so for those of you who are listening that don't know what, then we've made quite a few references to Adam Morgan, Adams Morgan. I would say it's an area with a bunch of bars that typically caters to the college crowd. Yeah. And the young drinker.
2: Back then, the era we're talking about, it was, like, the only bar destination. There gotcha. was, like, Georgetown and Adams Morgan. Yeah. And, like, there weren't any other... There was no Shaw or barely any U Street. No or like mod, yeah. There was definitely... There wasn't a single place on 14th Street besides the Black Cat that you might, like, go to. Yeah. But there were, like, some Ethiopian restaurants mm-hmm. and some El Salvadorian places mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And nothing else, you yeah. know. What people, like... Think of as DC now is not yep. anywhere close to what it was.
0: Gentrification, but it's all good. Things change and move and grow, and now we have a city that's uh, got some really great food scenes going on. Yeah, and absolutely. Some uh, the first tiki bar. See,
1: this is a beautiful tiki. Bar. Yeah, awesome. I mean the last
2: one we had closed in the '90s. There was a Trader Vic's downtown.
1: I don't remember that. I was I was still in I was still at Maryland then, so I don't know. We're gonna do the second one. Let's do it all right let's do the second one so empty, i don't get My to uh, i don't get uh so here right, here we go it is the so season of digging do i so i have a question for owen so owen what is an orange flavored um rum that you have that has like citrus notes
2: so they do a lot like in uh, martinique for instance they do a lot of creole shrubs which are...
1: What's your most citrusy one? Which your most orangey-flavored one? Those are the ones that we
2: would use. So we either use... Uh, it's probably right down there in front of you. Yep. We generally use it instead of any other kind of curacao because it is rum-based. Um, then they soak oranges in it, Ooh. much like you would with, like, you know, most curasides are brandy-based. These ones made Open. in Martinique are,
1: are uh, rum-based. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, so this is basically our you know, everyone's familiar with triple Sack, cointreau, Grand Marnier, they're all sort of like variants of that orange flavored spirit. know, yeah, you might throw it in your margarita or whatever. Yeah. The Creole shrubs are the Martinique version. So you're still you're taking a rum base, soaking it with orange peels, and you're getting a lot of those same. So for us that works really well because we're like able to add those orange flavors without taking without diluting from the actual like rum base of the drink.
1: Gotcha. Huh. So we're going to make, we're going to actually, what we did, we took uh, Vita Mezcal and we took uh, four ounces. We're going to make two drinks, two ounces of the... um,
2: Here four ounces is one drink.
1: It's one. (laughs) Yeah. Giant glasses, all those things. Ah, sorry. So we took uh, one ounce each of the, um, of the shrub, the Creole shrub. So. Uh, in there, we're going to we put um, one ounce of lime juice each. So we're just doubling it up right now. I'm going to make the drink for you. And then because it is Christmas, and because I know Owen so well, I've gotten him a gift that we'll keep on giving. <laughs> so I actually have for him a lump of coal syrup. So it is, it is a charcoal syrup that only my favorite bah humbug would ever appreciate. And if your wife is listening, she's probably dying laughing because it's so true. So this is an activated. I've become char- a much
2: gentler person since
1: I had you know. Considered. Um, I hope so. Those babies are beautiful. Um, so this is um, it's a simple syrup that's made with a little bit of rose hip, um, activated charcoal. Uh, a bit of uh, star anise. And all it is is it's really simple. So it's like one cup of sugar, one teaspoon of activated charcoal powder, and then um, and then like one uh, teaspoon of uh, rose hip tea. And you just boil it together with a little bit of water. And it's really, so I'll give the recipe, so we'll put the recipe on there. Where do you get activated coal? Um, you know now know, well, you can get it She on, gets in her stocking every on, year. <laughs> well, I've had such a build-up of it from over the years. No, you can get it everywhere now. I mean, you can get it shipped to you, you can get it at Whole Foods, you can get it at, um, I don't know, any place that has organic stuff. You can just get it, but get the powder, because you're going to make it, make a syrup, and you're going to use it that way. Cool. Um, none of you, not, I would say the at-home person, unless you're a chemistry major to kind of stay away from uh, the other stuff. But that's fine. <laughs> so now, um, there are so many beautiful tiki glasses here and I keep wanting to like find like the perfect one that like says uh, Christmas and how Owen is around the holidays. So I found these exaggerated um, skulls. So they're like long-headed, big head uh, skulls. So I'm gonna use that and then we're gonna use a little bit of um, crushed ice and then we're gonna put it in there, and it's gonna be uh, or pellet ice. And if you don't have this at home, you can take a dish towel, take your ice, mash it up, and it will be kind of the same thing. So I'm gonna put what the ice. It's
0: gonna a little stress out. You're
1: what like beat the hell out of your ice? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you're thinking about your family and everybody that's coming, yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so all about getting rid of stress
1: at this time of year. So yeah. this drink, where he's so putting the ice in there, <laughs> you would see his glasses are so funny. But we drink? That. And then <laughs> we're gonna take regular ice and we're gonna shake yeah. our cocktail. And when you're using charcoal, even though this has been strained, the syrup's been strained, strain it again over the cocktail so that you make sure that you're not. Everyone's gonna have black teeth, which you won't, but because it was a possibility. But uh, you know, if it's your in-laws, it might be a good thing because you can laugh
0: at them, like all the pictures yeah. they want to take with the grandchildren,
1: and they'll have black They teeth. won't know until later. Yeah, don't tell them. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about um, <laughs> this. yeah, There you go. And there you go. I
0: think my mother-in-law actually does listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I guess I wouldn't try to trick that.
1: <laughs> so we have our cocktails nice and black over the pellet ice and the white skulls. And I feel like if we had like just like a like a little Santa or something to stick on top, it would be hilarious. But Oh, that'd be awesome. There are some things in this world that we're not so lucky to have. Um okay. You can decorate them any way you want. These are this is a a a little bit of a tiki version of a of a mezcal drink. But again, it's like escapism. Escapism. Yeah. Everyone
0: wants
2: to escape at the holidays. Yes. Whether you're in your own house or not.
1: So, look, I can get a job here. I need a tiny straw. What do you think? Do think Do you think I can make it?
2: Well, maybe, you know.
1: I mean, you gonna give <laughs> well, up a secret recipe? Never. <laughs> never! Bah humbug to you. This no. drink would also be really good hot, so we, like, we'll like we give a little version of hot water, but go ahead.
2: I don't even tell the employees most of the, most of the drink recipes. <laughs> oh, really? This is delicious.
0: Yeah. Okay, a little less bah humbug and take a sip.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm starting to feel slightly more charitable.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the mezcal. Oh, this is really good, Gina. I'm terrified of Owen a little bit, everybody, just so we all know that like, he will make <laughs> fun of me to the day I die if the drink is not good. I'm like, remember that drink that you made on the podcast? I'm terrible, nobody liked it. And that's true. To be
2: fair, I'll make fun of you anyway.
1: Uh, clearly.
0: You know what would be fun for this drink is if, since it is coal in your stocking, if you had a stocking cup or a little stocking. Does that exist? You know I, can't you make that?
2: Uh, I Thank haven't seen know. it, but you can make custom tea, you know, <laughs> know, as I'm well aware of. You just have to order a lot of them. Well,
0: you yeah, know, it depends on your in-laws and how much you really want to play that joke. <laughs> Are my teeth black? No. Okay, okay good. Yeah, you're probably lying to me either way. Let
1: me say. No, you guys are good. <laughs> I did my job. I know what I'm supposed to do. Jeez Louise. Really? Uh, uh, all right. So, so
0: if you want any of those uh, details on how to make this luau-licious holiday recipe, just head on over to designateddrinker.show. That is designateddrinker.show. Ho, ho, ho. And, uh, <laughs> did I just call you a ho? I don't think I did. I didn't.
1: Oh come on! Uh-huh. I'm someone's mother.
0: <laughs> Ish. <laughs> so, well, he I, I keeps drinking your drinks. So I think it's a hit.
2: I'll drink anything.
1: <laughs> 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 on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap the show. I'm gonna let's go downstairs and see Joey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I don't have to do what I normally do, which is last call, because we're here with the owner.
2: That's true. Huh?
0: No? So we're just gonna go down and have more drinks with Joey. Yeah. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers. Catch a second half of our tropical holiday tiki luau-licious happy hour, where Owen Thompson takes over his barkeep and gives us some luau-licious holiday tiki recipes to tantalize our taste buds.